Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of Passive Aggressive Film Reviews. I'm Nathaniel Barrett-Moore. And I'm Richard Shittlebob. So, have you been offending this week, Richard? Been up to anything good? Um, well, I'm, I'm relatively hungover, Nathaniel, and I'm afraid it's all your fault. My fault you're hungover? Explain. Yes. Well, we went to the um, Celebrity Bash at the BBC Salford Centre last night. Oh, yeah. Um, and listeners, what, this is something that Nathaniel does. Is He says, let's go and do this thing as if we're going to do it together. I turn up, attempt to be a double act, and the first thing he does is he washes off. And last night, he left me in the company of notorious gay Dale Winton. Now, what else was I supposed to do but drink? Now, do you have a chat? Nathaniel, don't leave me surrounded by gay men and expect me to stay sober. But when I do that, I can watch from afar for pure entertainment. Watching you squirm around the homos. If, if this podcast is not up to muster, listeners, you know who to blame. And it's not me. You can blame me, listeners, if you want. You know the truth. Are you going to talk about uh, the people that you met, what you got up to there? What, last night? Yeah. What, uh, or did Dale Winton. Do you remember any of it? I remember Dale Winton. Do you? I, I certainly do. He was reasonably effusive about a future panel game that he's got in the pipelines with, with Channel 5. Um, he seems far more excited about it than anybody else will be, let's be honest, because no doubt the, the, the format will involve contestants in wetsuits splashing around in a pool, pointless, pointless entertainment for bloody morons. No, he's not exactly renowned for his uh, high-quality, thought-provoking entertainment. I'll give you that. What, supermarket sweep as well. Wow. He, he asked me if I'd ever seen the final episode of Sons and Daughters, the Australian soap opera. And what did you reply? I, 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 I was so close to using an expletive, the, the, the F word. I was ashamed oh. of myself. Well, you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself. It's probably an understandable response, Richard. Uh, even me, I, even I can admit that. What a, what a ridiculous question. Nonsense. From a ridiculous man. Well, I don't know about him being a ridiculous man, but um, asking you questions like that, I can understand your reaction, Richard, absolutely. I've never seen a single episode of Sons and Daughters. I should hope not. And I, and, and, and I hope to go to my grave with that remaining the truth. Absolutely, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, oh, another person I met last night, James Corden. James Corden, oh yeah. A man who, by all accounts, becomes less and less pleasant the more successful and wealthy he becomes. That figures. Uh, you know, I've heard that from reliable sources. 
the, the, the more popular, the, the, the larger his bank balance, the more objectionable he is as a human being. And why has he got to where he is, Richard? That's the question, isn't it? Um, it's lowest common denominator. He can, you know, that, that kind of, that, that horn and cordon sketch show that they did together mm-hmm. basically involved him getting his beer belly out and wobbling it around for the camera. <laughs> Again. Every joke, every joke. That was the punchline. This is the, the, the man's limit, isn't it, really? It's, uh, it's pathetic. And I'll tell you what, he, he said to me last night, he said, he said, Richard, I don't want to, I don't want to upset you, he said, but you're getting fat. He never that's, did. That's a new low for me, to be honest. Being told I'm fat by James Corden, that's a new low. Hot kettle black in the extreme. Oh, my word. I was, I was disgusted. Um, you should have said, hang on, I'll just go and fetch the mirror. <laughs> well, I mean, in related news, um, Yvonne, lovely Yvonne, I've been, I've been with Yvonne for, married to Yvonne for 30, I don't know if I mentioned it, for 30 years. Just a few times, Richard, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, that might be news to you, but we've been together for 30 years. 30? 30 years. Yeah. Now, she, if, you, if you recall, she went to France. I recall. Last week. Oh, Granny Smiths. Uh, for, for the Granny Smiths. Now, what had happened was, a French company had told her that Granny Smiths were on the verge of extinction. So she put aside some of her valuable time to go and help them out. And it turns out that Granny Smiths aren't in danger at all. The French were lying. Again. Well, I don't think anything to get worked up about, Richard. I mean, your lovely wife at least got a jolly out of it and a few apples, didn't she? I had to spend several days by myself watching Clint Eastwood, the same Clint Eastwood film, over and over again. It sounded like it was quite rewarding last week. It was, it was, it was a diabolical situation. And it's all because of the lying French. Well, the typically opinionated views that you have there, Richard, um, I don't think we can accuse the French race of all being liars. I guess that you can and you will. As a, as a byproduct of their duplicitous ways, Yvonne has actually threatened to leave me unless I get into shape. What? Her head has been turned by all of the good-looking, galois-smoking, trim French men that she was surrounded by. So I'm, I'm going to suffer as a, resu- as a result of their lies. I don't think there's any need to suffer. I mean, we all have a good ogle now and then, don't we, Richard? If she's admiring attractive men, then there's nothing to get worried about. She's been with you for 30 years, man. She's not about to leave you. You don't think so? No. Maybe it's just a bit of a wake-up call for you. Maybe you should wake up in the morning and start jogging. Maybe you should eat more fruit, more Granny Smiths. Mm. Maybe you should, you know, use it as a motivation. I suppose I could do that. Um... I've, 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 I've started lecturing in, in, in colleges this week. Um, really? I've been teaching, yeah, I've been teaching the, 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 the new media studies intake at the local college. Uh, I've got to say, Nathaniel, they were a scrunchy bunch, a scruffy bunch of beggars. Really? And no mistake. And, 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 and what's worse, some of them weren't even white. Oh, that's awful. 
You shouldn't have to put up with that kind of nonsense, Richard, should you? How am I meant to work in those circumstances? Oh, Lord only knows. I've been evicted. What have you been up to, Nathaniel? Uh, I've had a quieter week, Richard, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I haven't been up to that much. But uh, what that uh, extra time has given me is an opportunity to go and see a couple of gigs. Oh, yes? Um, I've got a friend uh, who's really, really into this thing called thrash metal. Heard? Mm. Um, not really, no. I, no? I can't, say I can't say I'm familiar with that. Okay, I didn't think it would be, no. Um, but we went to call this, this band called Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American four-piece, quite huge repute, apparently, in metal circles. So mm-hmm. I thought it'll be a new experience. Let's go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it, did it even start? Um, it was absolutely ridiculous, Richard. Absolute oh, yeah? nonsense. You've got four ageing guys mm-hmm. just playing loud, tuneless cacophony for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You've got hordes of young people uh, mm-hmm. running into each other and injuring themselves in the process. Uh, it's meant to be some kind of dance or celebration of this music. It's an absolute debacle. I had to pay 30 quid to witness this. It sounds a bit like uh, Cliff Richard and the Shadows. Well, I wouldn't put it in quite the same uh, category as Cliff Richard, no. It's not quite the same line of music. Guitars, I'll grant you that. Uh-huh. Um, but the Shadows have obviously got far more talent and capacity for a tune than these idiots. Yeah. All these, all these blokes were doing were just getting funny shaped guitars and then strumming them as hard and as fast as they could. Nonsense. It was just a noise. What, what kind of what kind of melody were they playing? I mean, could could, could you put it in context in any way? Well, melody doesn't come into it, which is at all. There was no uh, concept of a melody. No. Um, if you wanted to see fast hands strumming uh, guitar strings, uh, then this is the thing to go and see. Um, but th- there was no concept of melody at all. It was just. I, I, I would have thought that, that that you would quite enjoy seeing fast hands strumming, Nathaniel, based on. It depends what they're doing. I, you know, I, I like fast hand strumming, yeah, it's given in the right circles. Uh, but when they're strumming guitar strings and creating an unholy racket, uh, I don't enjoy that kind of strumming now. Uh, 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 and what, what made you go to, to this, this appalling... It was a new experience. It was something I'd never done, heard of, encountered before. I thought it'd be something different, and it was certainly that. Um, but I, I won't be repeating it, Richard, and I... Another shocking thing was my friend told me about the songs that they write. They write about Satan, they write about oh. war, they write about... They're, they're anti-Christian even on occasion, apparently. Is this legal? I don't think there's anything illegal about it. Um, they can't be stopped, put it that way. Um, you could try calling the police, but I doubt they'd call out to... Uh, they'd come out to, to sort it out. Um, so, no, it's not illegal, um, but... We could do without it. Now, you say it's anti-Christian. Yes. Is that, I mean, would they be, are they Muslims? Is this a Muslim band? Well, I don't know. They could, but they certainly don't look like Muslims. Uh, with their long hair and beards and white skin, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, but you never know, do you? You never Jack know. Stevens was, 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 was pretty white. He was pretty white. <laughs> you know, verging on the white, verging on the pale. Yeah, but the, 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 these guys didn't pay any resemblance to Cat Stevens now. I, I, I doubt very much that they are Muslims. They were just... Um, Moby? Satanists. Moby? Isn't, isn't, he, isn't he one? Isn't he one of them? What, white? Yes. I believe he is. 
But it, it, it won't be an experience I'm repeating, Richard. Uh, I assume this is a new band, and so it's just a flash in the pan, isn't it? I don't think so, my, my friend, because they've been going for years. They've, they, they've produced many albums, um, which is, you know, another staggering statistic. I mean, who on earth goes out and buys this rubbish? Well, I mean, I've, I've certainly never heard of them. Um, but it, it, to me, it sounds like the kind of music that people from South America might listen to. Um, again, talking about a subject I know little about, Richard, but um, I've heard the South American people are quite fond of this kind of, um, oh, I'll call it music, it'd be an insult, uh, this kind of row. I was watching a bit of TV this week that, involved, yeah. that, that, that featured South Americans. Um, I what it was, it was, it was a, a TV programme called Ocean Giants, and it was about whales and dolphins, narrated by the, the magnificent, if, 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 if homosexual, but still magnificent, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, ah. Now, what this programme demonstrated was the fact that dolphins have learned how to communicate with fishermen in Chile. Not. Now, to me, that just goes to show the intelligence of people from South America. How does that portray that, Richard? These are people that are happy to get up every single morning, go down to the beach, go down on the jetty, on, on, the, on, the, on the pier, and indulge in some form of conversation with a sea-bound mammal. Okay, so what are you actually suggesting? That they only talk with animals? Well, I'm not suggesting it. Stephen Fry is suggesting that, not me. Well, I suggest that Stephen Fry would never be as ridiculous as, as to suggest such a thing. He's far too intelligent to make such ridiculous claims. I, I, I left that programme, I, I watched it for an hour, and my, uh, the, sense, the, the sense that I got at the end of it was that people from Chile were no better than animals. So, it, from what you glean from watching this show, um, it's your belief that your average Chilean gentleman wakes up in the morning, refuses to speak to his wife, can't wait to get out of the house so he can get down to the, the canal or whatever they have in Chile and start having a chat with a dolphin, is that right? I don't think he chooses not to speak to his wife. I think he's incapable of human speech. You think he just grunts at his wife? and just grunts at his wife. The, the, only the only communication they have, as you say, animalistic grunts. Occasionally he, he kind of waves his genitals towards her uh, to indicate that he wants for, to, to fornicate. Um, and then once that's, once that's all done with, off down the beach, off down the pier, let's go and talk to the dolphins. Do the Chilean women have this same affliction, do you think? I've, the, 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 that wasn't revealed. I don't know. No, you don't know. Okay. I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, uh, totally different point, Nathaniel. Ofcom have been in touch again. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if you recall, last week we had a communique threatening us, really, uh, and, and, and suggesting that if we, if we didn't put an end to our... Your... Our... Your... Um, il our illegal um, statement that we'd be, we'd be shut down. Now, interestingly, as a follow-up, I've received a second communique 
saying that the only the problem isn't actually what we're saying. It's just that they can't stand the sound of your voice. Is that better? <laughs> your voice is, and 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 I quote, unbroadcastable. Well, I'm sorry that some buffoon at Ofcom thinks my voice is some kind of offensive nasal whine. I have to admit that there is that element to it, but you're stuck with it, Richard. I'm sorry, listeners, this is my voice. I can't change it or would want to. You need elocution lessons. I'll tell you what your lessons you need. <laughs> you, you, need to be, you need to be taught how to speak correctly. You, you need black a- country idiot. <laughs> you need to be able to talk how to interact with society in the end of you, 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 just, you need to be taken into a, into a room into a dark room you need to be lashed to a chair and you need to be beaten shitless until you can learn to speak correctly lashed to a chair? I'll lash, I'll lash you to a chair and I'll beat you to within an inch of your life until you can start to speak clearly and precisely and, as I do, without any accent. I'll endeavour to uh, make my voice more palatable and I'll endeavour to make my words more clear. Good. Let's move on. Let's move on. Hello folks and welcome to the part of the show where we talk about movie news and Hollywood developments. NASA are making every effort to ensure that nobody leaves the screenings of new release Apollo 18 thinking that it is actually real. Don't worry NASA, we didn't think the moon landings were real, so why the hell would we believe this was genuine? Proving there's life in the old corpse yet... Fox Studios have confirmed a new version of Frankenstein is in the pipes. This time shot in super duper, excitingly exciting real 3D. We couldn't be less interested if we tried. Sneak preview screenings of upcoming sibling rivalry UFC Fighterthon Warrior are scheduled for this very weekend. Expect Darren Aronofsky to be less than impressed. When the Coen brothers announce a new movie, it's always cause for celebration. Except when they state that their new movie is set to focus on the folk music scene in 60s New York. Come on, Coens. Give us no country for older men, you miserable bastards. Right, people, I'm sure you're all getting used to the format by now, but just in case you are new to passive-aggressive film reviews, this is the part where we select a movie that's on current release, and this week we're going to discuss Cowboys and Aliens. A brief synopsis for you. Daniel Craig stars, stars as Jake Lonergan, a stoic outlaw in Arizona sometime in the late 19th century, who wakes up with no memory and some kind of metal device on his wrist. When he arrives in the town of Absolution, I'll say that again, Absolution, the sheriff discovered he's wanted and attempts to ship him off for a reward. That's when the aliens attack, bombing the town and capturing locals before flying off into the night. Lonergan's bracelet activates as a weapon, and suddenly he's the only one capable of defeating these things. He joins a rescue party led by a grumpy Civil War veteran named Dollarhide, played by Harrison Ford, and they all set off to find out what happened to their loved ones. What did you think of it, Richard? Um, 
I was torn, really, Nathaniel. Um, I, I, I quite enjoyed the Western bit mm-hmm. of the film. I, obviously, given the title, this is Cowboys and Aliens, so we, this is a movie in two halves. Um, and I, I, I quite enjoyed the Western side of it. Yeah. Not so much the sci-fi thing. Now, I've, I've got to get something off my chest here. Cool. Um, every, every review that I've read and every review that I've heard seems to make much mileage out of how original this is, the, the, the idea of blending together yeah, science fiction and the Western. I thought it was. You thought that was original? I did, yeah. Well, I would like to point you in the direction of Joss Whedon's ill-fated TV show, fabulous TV show, incidentally, Firefly, and the spin-off movie Serenity. Serenity... The movie that, that, that quite often tops polls when 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 people are asked what their what the what the best science fiction movie of all time is, beating out Star Wars, Blade Runner, Aliens, etc. Um, well, I'd also uh, make mention of Michael Crichton's Westworld from from the mid seventies with Yul Brynner. The, the, the plot of that one is an amusement park, and one of the areas in, in the amusement park is a themed area called West World, which is the Old West that is populated by androids. I mean, you can't really get more sci-fi meets Western than that. Absolutely. So the idea that this is original, I'm sorry... Well, th- thanks for pointing that out. I've learned something. Uh, thanks for not playing the research card. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't even got originality going for it, then, this movie. I normally would, of course, berate you for your lack of knowledge. Oh. Um, but the fact that the fact that so few people seem to make this connection and be aware of it, I, I, I'm kind of giving you a pass on this one. We're not all as learned as you, though, Richard. Well, not everybody can, can, can be a, a fountain of knowledge. Indeed not. Of course. Um... So, uh, you've got that kind of... For me, there was the, there was the, the Western stuff was great. The science fiction stuff, not too good. I'd, I had a real problem with, with, with Daniel Craig. What? Because he, he looks like a butchered pig's carcass. Oh, you're having a laugh. That has been left out in the sun for far too long. He's a butchered pig's carcass that an awful lot of people find attractive, Richard. He's not a good-looking man. Oh. In fact... I found him a repulsive presence. Well, you find most people repulsive, there's nothing new there. I, well, I didn't find Clint Eastwood repulsive. We know that as well. So, I, I think, I, that's a false statement. Glad to hear you admit it. Um, but back to the film, I don't want you divulging it too much. It, it, it made me cross that people were swooning about him as a tall, dark, handsome stranger. Guilty as charged. Well, he, he, he looked like he'd been hit around the face by a shovel. He's not... It's not typical beauty, Richard, that we're talking about. We're talking about that real rugged manliness. He's not a, an absolute picture of divine beauty. No, no, he's not. He looks like roadkill. <laughs> well, he's roadkill that a lot of people want to have sex with, Richard. Do you want to have sex with him, Nathaniel? Um, I wouldn't be as crude as that. I wouldn't be as crude as that. Um, mm-hmm. After a couple of dates and a couple of bottles of wine... I thought you were going to say a couple of pints. 
Well, maybe a couple of pints, who knows? But um, I wouldn't get versed to the idea, but not too quickly, of course. Mm. On after standards. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Harrison Ford, of course, is in the movie, mm-hmm. and he made. I, I thought he he was a a genuine highlight. I thought really? he made for a good cantankerous old blowhard. Mm. Though, though I have to say, that can't be much of a stretch for him in terms of acting, because that, that 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 is what he's like in real life. Mm-hmm. What did you think of, of Harrison? Harrison Ford, no, I, I, I've got little positive to say about the film, Richard. Um, mm. Harrison Ford, if, if you just want to bring that subject up. Um, I thought he was a tepid, watered-down version of Indiana Jones, really. Yeah. He is, you know, he's the same sort of character, as you say, cantankerous, mm. um, meant to be a bit rebellious, but yeah, yeah. he's never near the wit or charisma. I think he's, he, you've got the hit now on the head, Richard, he's just in it for the money, he's just um, banging and a, you know, Flogging an old horse. You think so? I think so. Uh, that, it's quite a coup, isn't it, really, to get a movie where you've got, you know, James Bond and Indiana Jones or Han Solo, whichever one you prefer. Yeah. That's, that's got to be quite a... That, that's quite a, a bit of notoriety for the film. And it works, doesn't it? It does pull the punters in, sadly. They see Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford on the bill and all of a sudden everybody's intrigued and wants to know what this film's about. Well, you say that, but th- th- this is now being chalked up as a box office flop. Well, that's good. Good to hear. You think so? Yeah, of course, yeah. You don't want people paying good money to just watch this kind of rubbish. Uh, could you find anything positive to say about it? Daniel Craig. That's it? That's it. Just the beauty of Daniel Craig. That was the only way I could justify my six pounds that I paid to go in was to see that beautiful man uh, strutting his stuff on the big screen. Pure could you pay six pounds to go into an abattoir and stare at uh, kind of a, 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 a shank of beef hung up on a meat hook. Do you, do you need me to answer that question? I do. The answer is no, Richard, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> so that makes a nonsense of your argument. No, it doesn't, because um, I, I don't see Daniel Craig in the way you see him, and uh, mm. that goes for the 99% of the rest of the people. Um, he's a hunk of masculinity, and he's a, a beautiful, beautiful man. He's a hunk of something. <laughs> He's a hunk of burning love. Um, <laughs> if we swap genders briefly... Yeah. Um, ah, yes, I know what you're going to say now. Well, the, of course, the love interest came in the, in, the, in the form of the beautiful Olivia Wilde. Absolutely. Now, she would make for a, a great wife, for, for a good, honest Christian. Let me tell you that. I, If she were my wife, Nathaniel, I wouldn't waste a single... Drop of my sperm. Does Yvonne tune into these uh, broadcasts, Richard? She has no knowledge of, the, of, of, of this podcast. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, well, I, I can't deny your, your uh, longings. She's a stunningly beautiful woman. Um, and she I, would indeed make someone a good wife. Uh, I, 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 must, I must make a confession here, Nathaniel. Go on. I... I when I came when 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 I came back from from the movie, I did I did shed some sperm. Thanks for that. I, mean, I was <laughs> I was I was ashamed of myself, but uh, but I was I was overcome. Did you get lust. some uh, masturbation mileage out of uh, out of the beautiful Olivia? I you see. 
The way that I justify it, I, I, at no point did I use my hand. Really? No. Yeah, the conversation is getting interesting. I, 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 I shed my clothes and clambered into, 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 my, into the bed that I share with the beautiful Yvonne. And I ground myself into the mattress until I was thoroughly spent. She's a lucky woman. Wow. But I have no pride in this, Nathaniel. I want you to know that. Yeah, and so I'm the one that's supposed to be the deviant. And here you are grinding your own cock into your woman's bed linen. My God. Are you you over it now? You're not doing it again, are you? Oh, you, you need to talk, Nathaniel. You need to talk. Okay. Um, well, I'll just talk about the film a little bit more. Um, right, so it's not going to be positive. So, if anybody's a fan of uh, cowboys and aliens out there, you're not going to enjoy what I'm about to say. But uh, I noticed on the credits that uh, Mr. Spielberg, um, I believe, was he, he was the executive producer. Mm. And then an annoying, another annoying fact that he had to just squeeze into this movie was the saccharine-like sentimentality mm. um, of the human hostages being returned to their wives and husbands. I mean, just fetch the bucket, will you? It's, it's repetitive and it's boring and it's nonsense. That made you feel ill? I wouldn't go as strong as that. I wouldn't exactly wanted to vomit at witnessing, but, but um, I, I didn't approve of, 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 uh, of those things. It's all very same old, same old, you know. We, we, we've heard this a, a, a million times. Steven Spielberg is making something of a habit uh, over the last five or six years of involving himself with pretty poor projects. There's no getting around it. On TV, we've got the rather lacklustre falling skies. And of course, he takes an executive producer role on the abysmal Transformer movies. So, uh, surely that man's got no bills to pay. It just makes you wonder what his motivation is, doesn't it? Why is he doing it? Absolutely no idea. Why is he doing it? I reckon he was kind of beaten up as a kid or something. He just liked seeing his name on the credits. Mm. Oh, yeah. It it, it doesn't quite seem right, does it? Because he's sullying his reputation. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's an experienced enough guy to know that what makes a good film, what makes an awful one. So the way he wants his name... Uh, in association with these kinds of movies is, is anyone's guess. It's, uh, now I've got to say, I thought the, the overriding message of the movie was pretty poor. Was it a message? Well, I, I, I thought so. The, the message to me seemed to be when superior forces invade, fight back and you just might win. And that's totally unrealistic. Just look at the Libyans. Strange that you should see cowboys and aliens in, this, in the same uh, frame as, as the Libyan Civil War. Well, it can't be a coincidence that it was on at the cinema at the same time as, as, as that conflict was going No, it on. can't be. No, you're absolutely right. No, it can't, it can't be. a coincidence. <laughs> that was pre-planned. Yeah. I think Gaddafi had a say in it, actually. I'd like, to, I'd like to ask this as well. Where were the British Army? Would have shown them. Um, it was filmed in the uh, United States, which is... And your point being? Why would the British Army want to get involved with the United States? Be- because the British Army would have been able to show 
the kind of forthright attitude, the kind of outright force, stiff upper lipidness that would have seen off those aliens, and no mistake. I think the American army have enough force behind them to deal with their own problems. You think so? I believe, well, I know so. Um, so that's a strange point of view to take, Richard. Also, this was meant to be set in America, was it not? Of course. And yet, the movie was all set in the desert. It was. But there is no desert in the United States, so they should check their facts. So you think it was actually filmed in Egypt or Botswana or something? Exactly, so some, 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 some African country or other. There, there, is no, there is no desert in America. Perhaps you're right. I, I didn't see any Africans running around the set. Um, but you, you could be right. Perhaps I was just completely wrong. Perhaps I got the geography totally wrong. How did you find the, 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 the realisation of the aliens? Not impressed. Huh? As with, as, as with the, the rest of the movie, Richard. No, I thought it was... You know, when you're spending that much on a, on a, mo a movie like this, you can at least get the aesthetics right. And uh, no, I thought the aliens looked more like large, awkward insects. Mm. Which, I, I suppose an alien, there's nothing, no real reason why an alien can't look like an insect, but it just wasn't alien enough for me. No, I, I found them very amateurish, to be honest with you. The kind of thing that I'd expect to see in a student movie. Yeah, absolutely. Really. Yeah. They look like the kind of thing, if I saw it scuttling across my kitchen floor, I'd stamp on it with, with, with a well-heeled boot. Yeah, I can empathise with that, uh, that sentiment, Richard, yeah. It was very poor. I think we feel the same way on that one. So, without any sense of optimism, Nathaniel, what's your rating? I'd give this film 2 out of 10. Oh! Is it... The funny thing is, I am meant to be the bad guy in this relationship, and yet consistently, you're delivering the lowest marks. <laughs> Again, another interesting correlation from the words of Shittlebub. Um Giving the film low marks makes me a bad guy. Okay. I'm going to give it 5 out of 10. Okay, folks, this is the part of the show where we delve into the movie archives, and this time we're going all the way back to 1960. Um, me and Nathaniel have watched Spartacus, Stanley Kubrick's epic. Um, brief overview, Spartacus, born and raised a slave, is trained as a gladiator. After weeks of being trained to prepare for the arena, Spartacus leads a band of rebels against his Roman owners um, and escapes the garrison. Under the leadership of, Sc of Spartacus, the ranks of rebels and the underclasses, really, um, begin to revolt. As a result, two high-powered figures in Rome set about with, in political shenanigans um, and only the defeat of Spartacus will allow them, either one of them, to become victorious. Spartacus and his followers, however, press on 
towards freedom. What do we think of it, Nathaniel? Well, perhaps somewhat surprisingly, Richard, I wasn't uh, a huge fan. I didn't uh-huh. hate it. I certainly didn't love it. But it is the sort of film that I should love. Um, by virtue of the fact that it does date back to 1960, automatically means that the film the film will be pure story driven. You know, no special effects. Yeah. Uh, and it was a good storyline. You know, kind of the um, the animal like slave rising to the dignified revolutionary. But the truth is, I found the film to be a parody of itself. Really, it tried too hard to be majestic. You know, all very grand, but frankly, its own anus. I did enjoy the scene that I think it's quite a famous scene. Uh, in the pool, where the uh, the Emperor Crassus, the cruel Roman Emperor, mm. he uh, seems to be strangely attracted to these, his boyish manservant, Antoninus. Mm. And I thought that was uh, quite a, a momentous thing to see, that kind of suggestion being made in 1960, quite powerful. Um, but no, the truth is, which I, I'd, I'd rather Spartacus been bludgeoned by something heavy and saved us from the flares of pomp that I thought it was. There was much to admire, but... Um, you know, the, the attire, the togas and the sandals, they were very, very nice to witness. And I enjoyed the fight scenes, they were well choreographed. Probably as good as what we'd see today. Uh, but all in all, up its own anus, not a great watch. It's fairly typical, isn't it, that, that, that you've honed in on, on, the, on one of the most repulsive scenes in, in, in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bat scene, the Roman bat scene. Yeah. That was, that was absolutely vile, Nathaniel. He didn't even... Totally out of place. It totally was... out of place. There's no purpose to that other than to shock. It was hardly shocking, Richard. I mean, it's not as if you... It shocked me. They were hardly having annual intercourse, were they? There was the odd bit of prolonged eye contact, maybe a gentle caress, but you're not seeing them banging each other up the arse, are you? Frankly, Nathaniel, you are better than this. This, oh, this coarse you. language that you, you've suddenly that you've suddenly devolved into. Coarse. You're, you're far. Yeah, the banging them up the anus. <laughs> That's so coarse, is it? It's it, it just ludicrous for a professional broadcaster to be to be using such such language. You're not working for us. What have you What have you turned into? What have you become? Stop policing my speech, little Bob. What did you think of the film? I mean, clearly that scene was out of place, unnecessary. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that absolutely no purpose for it. I, I'm an open-minded kind of guy, um, but there's no call for that. You're spending an awful lot of time spent talking about this scene. There's, you know, it's only a few minutes long in a three-hour-long film. You're quite transfixed by it, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I'm an open-minded individual, Daniel. <laughs> and, but I, I want to get onto the main, one of the main points. I'm really, really annoyed that you made me watch a three-hour film. This oh, week. I apologise. Can't your attention manage that much? This week, it just so happens that a new black family has moved into my street. So, frankly, I've got better things to do with my time. Such as? I've suddenly taken a keen interest in the neighbourhood watch. Why, they particularly attractive family? All all I'm saying is, it won't surprise me if things start to go missing. 
Once again, Shittlebuff swipes away another thousand listeners with his racist, vile utterances. Back to the film, I think. Spartacus is a racist. And you came to this view because of... Spartacus hates Italians. Well, you hate Italians. That's besides the point. I guess you're a racist, so it figures, yeah. Spartacus's rebels could never win this battle. I guess you're right. It's pretty unrealistic, wasn't it? No, it's, not, to say. it's like the French army taking on the Welsh army. The French wouldn't stand a chance. No, they wouldn't, would they? The Welsh army with all their harmonious singing and lava bread. Now who's the racist, Nathaniel? You! Did you cast in your, your blanket stereotype? Oh, I never mentioned harmonious singing. I never mentioned lava bread. I was bigging up the Welsh. <laughs> I didn't realise it was a racist... Uh, I got a racist label from mentioning lava bread. Interesting connection. The mental picture of Welsh men wandering around the valleys, singing in, in, in close harmony, stuffing their faces with lava bread. That's the only army that they can muster, isn't it? That's the only army they'd be able to uh, take anywhere, is you know, gangs full of bearded large men singing and throwing lava bread at their opposition. I, 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 I hope for your sake, Nathaniel, that you never have call to make a public appearance in Cardiff. You should never make a public appearance anyway. I'm surprised you're still alive. <laughs> the love interest in this movie was absolutely offensive. It was pretty sickly, wasn't it? Oh. It didn't add to the film at all. Oh, it, it, it added, well, it did add something to the film, about 45 minutes on the time. Take on it. Um, it just, just as a bit of, of momentum was building, suddenly Spartacus would glance across at, at, the, at the woman, not even a particularly attractive woman, I have to say. Well, I disagree with you, but finish your point. And, and, and the whole thing would come grinding to a halt. The awful, awful incidental music playing. The kind of stuff that whenever, whenever Captain Kirk met an alien, in a, a beautiful female alien in Star Trek, that same music would play. It was awful. Yeah, it was pretty sickly. It was kind of uh, almost embarrassing to watch as well, I thought. You've got this hardened warrior... Uh, a dignified revolutionary, and yet a glance of his beloved, and he turns into like a teenage lovesick puppy. It was. Ugh. Now, Kirk Douglas, Nathaniel, aesthetically, what, what, what did you think of him? Uh, not the most attractive man. He, huh? he, his dimpled chin I would like to remove with a hatchet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh. Maybe a slight overreaction there, but... Well, perhaps, but I just wanted to highlight the point. I found him far more attractive than Daniel Craig, I must say. 
I'm liking the cut of your gibberish, little Bob. You're, uh, you're making loving, no, not loving, that's a bit strong, but you're making uh, positive references to Clint, which I think we're all clear on now, and now you're doing the same to Kirk Douglas. Mm. Kirk Douglas? There's something going on there we should know about, Richard. Well, I found him so manly that I had to admonish myself frequently throughout the, the, the runtime of the movie. This is quite an interesting and new development. I'm very pleasant hearing it is too. Perhaps we should go out on a date, Richard. I would rather dip my balls into a, a, a nest of red ants, Nathaniel, than, than contemplate any kind of romantic intermingling with your sort. Well, I'd rather dip my balls into a sea of hungry sharks than go out on a date with you or just testing the water. Why did you ask? Just as if you'd say yes. Why did... No, you didn't. I did. Stop... Don't try and backtrack now. It's all a grand test. Don't backtrack now. You, you, you find me to be really quite an alluring figure. I'm a father figure to you. A father figure? Yes. Well, a father I... figure that you want to... You want to... You want to penetrate... <laughs> I'm not that way inclined. I, I, I've never found my father particularly attractive in that way. Um, I'm not, well, I've met your dad. I'm not surprised. Stop. <laughs> Just stop, will you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who directed this film? Nathaniel. Stanley Kubrick. Oh, well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Congratulations. That's on the back. Yeah, well done. Well done. Um, have you seen any, any other Kubrick films? films? Who plays at Ellen Road? Oh. Oh, you've oh, got me. Or having a quiz. You've got me, you've got me. It's United, but... It's a pincer movement. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, who plays at Ellen Road? Yeah, of course. I, 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 I thought that was a character name you were... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, no. Ellen Road, of course, Leeds, of course, Leeds. Dirty, dirty Leeds, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Any more to say about Spartacus? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think we might. I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, marks out of ten. Marks out of ten. Oh, you know, because it's Kubrick, I want. To, I really, really wanted to love this, um, but I didn't. And of course, the the that the the, the hideous gay scene. Has, has, has removed at least a couple of marks for me. Five out of ten. Should have loved it, but didn't. Same mark. Five out of ten. Okay, folks, now it's time to discuss some topical news. It's been a fairly quiet week, news with Richard, I think you'll agree. But a story that has grabbed the attention is the recent decision made by our government to make some cuts to the military services. Just in case you're not up to speed with this story, for economical reasons, redundancies are abound both in the RAF and the Army. Large numbers too. 930 redundancies in the RAF and 920 from the Army, and that figure set to rise to 22,000 by 2015. What do you think of these developments, Richard? Oh, it's dreadful, Nathaniel. It's, it's truly dreadful. Why is it uh, dreadful? Well, you, uh, in fact, strangely enough, your numbers are actually worse than the, than, than the numbers that I've got. Really? Uh, yeah. 
the, the figures that I've, I've, I've gleaned from, from the media, three services to shed a total of 17,000 jobs, with the RAF and the Gurkhas of the army to be worst affected. Uh, effect, affected, sorry. So, so the Navy won't, won't escape unscathed either. Um, and it's, it's absolutely dreadful. We need our military to grow stronger, not be weakened. Kind of guess that viewpoint was, uh, was coming. But the, the correct viewpoint. The incorrect viewpoint. Mm. So is that all you're going to say about it? Well, how are we going to regain our rightful place at the head of the international table if we lose so many service personnel? That's so wrong a statement, I'm not really sure where to start. What aspect of that is wrong? You feel it's our absolute God-given right mm -hmm. to be at the head of the international table. God given right. You, you, you're absolutely correct. I just, I, I, I'm struggling to find the words which to, to counter that. It's we are the rightful rulers of this planet. We aren't the rightful rulers of this planet. We clearly are. Yeah. We, 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 led this, we, we, we led this planet for, for many, many years and only because of concessions to liberal fools such as yourself have we allowed ourselves to be to be in this preposterous position that's called progress or evolution richard that's devolution that's anti-progress so if you're at your way we'd all how many was it six billion people in the world would all be waving red and white flags extolling the queen drinking tea uh, if I had my way... People fleeting curry. If I had my way, there would be no more than one billion people on this planet, and every single one of them would salute the Queen. Uh, would they all be white? Preferably. Would you support racial genocide? Um, only if it were done humanely. What, like cattle prods or...? Um, yeah, lethal injection. If you're still, if you're still listening, viewers, um, obviously I don't agree with Mr. Shittlebob's sentiment on this, this news story. Uh, for me, this is just a happy consequence of the current economic slump. I will support any reason that sees our armed force depleted. Any reason. Um, I, I would have thought as a hardline Christian as yourself, Richard, you would have to see the wisdom in this move. I would have thought that you'd have wanted a peaceful planet. A peaceful planet can only be achieved when the rightful conquerors claim their throne. So I'm just taking a breath just to... I'm finding myself getting a bit worked up by your sentiments here, Richard. Um, you, you are one of these wishy-washy liberal types that bleak on about pacifism and, and anti-aggression, anti-violence. That's correct. But you have no concept of the real world. 
I don't have any concept of your world, Chicklebuff. No, of the real world. No. We weaken our defences, we weaken our, our shoreline, we invite invasion. At that point, people are limp-wristed, mincing, little pricks like you will be annihilated. And you'll be begging for the, for the hawks, for the brave, for the warriors to protect you. If I was... I, 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 I'm sorry for using the word prick. I, 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 I don't like to say offensive things, so I, I do apologise for, for, for using that word. That's okay, I like a nice prick. Uh, if I was existing in your form of the world, not the real world, this racist, genocidal, maniac kind of world that you want to create for us all, I would rather be dead. <sighs> I suppose your way to achieve world peace is not only English dominance throughout the whole planet, it's to pray for world peace to Jesus, isn't it? Or wistful, fanciful, meaningless action. I pray to Jesus, that's certainly true, but I certainly don't pray for the kind of peace that you're you're discussing. Oh, the different kinds of peace now, are there? The peace that is gained through utter domination. So, I, I kind of hope that sometime, Richard, sometime at some point in the future, you'll wake up from these just awful viewpoints that you carry around with you. They don't serve you, you know. Did Christ not sl not say, let the lamb be slaughtered and the meek be crushed underfoot? I've not read the Bible, but I, I doubted that those words left his mouth. You've not read the Bible? I haven't. It doesn't sound like you have either. We're all no. banging on about kind of uh, Jesus Christ and worshipping him and praising him. I don't think you know anything that goes on in the Bible, do you, really? I, I am obviously concerned about the uh, number of jobs that are, that, that are going to be shared. Um, however, I would say that the Gurkhas can go, because, frankly, we don't want their sort cluttering up the place. Well, I have to confess that, uh, again, my, my uh, learnedness, if that's a word, is lacking on this score. I'm not sure what the Gurkhas stood for or what they did. You'd have to enlighten me on this one, Richard. They're slant-eyed dwarves. <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, for we don't need them. And concisely. Well, if they're only slant-eyed dwarves, then yeah, get rid of them. Bugger I say, Work. I say, reduce the number of ethnic minorities in the forces first. And then we'll see how the numbers are looking. What if you were... Uh, would you ever serve in the military, Richard? I um I would yes but 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 unfortunately I I have a bad back. Okay, let's say you got um let's say for you know, hypothetically mm -hmm. you're, in this, you're stuck in the trenches you, mm -hmm. you're fighting against whatever nation is trying to attack us and there's a young black gentleman next to you uh, and he jumps over the top and he saves your life. What would you think? I would be um I would be very very grateful to to Usman. You would? 
Of course, you saved my life. And then you'd give him a tirade of abuse as to how he's an inferior race or something? No, then I'd demand that he go and make me a cup of tea. Ah, oh, right, there we go. Um, which I'm sure he'd, he'd be happy to do. You know, because they're just slaves after all, aren't they? Um, in an ideal world. Well, you never know. Your uh, views of the world may come to fruition. Um, or they may not. Um, Let's be honest here, Nathaniel. This, this nonsense would never be happening if we had chosen the correct side in 1935. Well, you're contradicting yourself a little bit, are you? Because you're talking about British imperialism and uh, how you want to dominate the world. But, ooh, once another powerful force comes along, oh, let's tie in with the Germans. It would have been... I, I, I never said the Germans, Nathaniel. You're, 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 making, you're, you're making a, a massive assumption there. <laughs> I, 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 I named no names. Um, but let it be said that it, w- it, it would have been a power share of noble and epic proportions. I suppose all the cuts that are being made to, to the uh, military forces, Richard, there are copious amounts of money uh, available. We could possibly, you know, we could reinvest in those old ways, the fantastic ways of the past, and maybe start opening concentration camps again and start this ethnic cleansing that you, you, you call for us over Sifrisla. What do you I think? I don't yearn for the days of concentration camps. I simply yearn for the past. Just the past in general, there's no, nothing particularly in the past that... Uh, we should have no allies, Nathaniel. We should have no allies. We should stand alone. Let's invade America. Let's sort this out once and for all. Well, that, yeah, that would sort it out once and for all, for sure, no doubt. Absolutely, yeah. That would be we, into your worldview. We can crush the, 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 the current superpower under strategic, intelligent superiority. They may have the numbers... But they don't have the brain power. Or the stiff upper lip. Or the cups of tea. Or the queen. Exactly. Let's crush them. Let's mobilise our troops. Sail across the Atlantic. Let's dominate the world. Not only are you sick in the head and, and, and perverted and... You're delusional. You should go to see a psychiatrist. Seriously. One British soldier is the equivalent of 50 American GIs. The force of numbers has nothing to do with it. We could even, we could even trick the French and the Spanish and the Italians into, into helping us to begin with. Then, once we've gained strategic superiority, we can turn around and we can crush them too. You've certainly thought about this, Richard. You've done your homework. thought about this long and hard for many, many, many years. It's, uh, it's difficult to degree with such clear, precise logic as that. There is absolutely no question the superior strategic military force on this planet hails from Great Britain. Great Britain, Nathaniel. Enough said.
devices trick. And that's all from Passive Aggressive Film Reviews this week. Um, we'll be back again the next seven to ten days. And I think we'll be looking at Apollo 18. We'll delve back into the archives. And once again, I can tell Nathaniel quite why he's wrong. Thank you. See ya.